Welcome to the Good Budget Way, where we share real-life stories about everyday people from all walks of life who spend, save, and give to what's truly important in life. I'm your host, Chien. I'm glad to hear the way that the guests on our podcast have been helping you think about what's truly important in your lives. Thank you all for subscribing and rating this podcast. Welcome to episode 4 of 11 on season 1 of The Good Budget Way. Last time we heard from Kenny and Becky, who shared with us how it's been going in the first few months of sharing finances and a budget as a married couple. They told us about how their conversations and even some arguments have deepened their relationship, and how their different habits and perspectives have turned out to be complementary strengths. So if you haven't heard it, definitely go back and give it a listen. I'm looking forward to introducing you to today's guests, Matt and Janelle. They're here to share with us their story of figuring out how they can afford to retire near the people they love and want to grow old with. And in the process, they've decided that they're going to move out of the house they've lived in for 19 years and onto a tiny boat. And at the end, they're going to share with us how they're feeling right before making this big move. Well, I'm glad to have both of you here today. Would you start us off by introducing yourselves and tell us something about you? Sure. My name is Matha. The key part of my life, though, is that my kids are all adults and are moving out. So we are at that point in life where we're just the two of us. I'm Janelle. And like he said, we're we're soon to be empty nesters. So we're excited about what new adventure is coming for us. Yeah. So you guys are here to tell us about your adventure of figuring out how to live and eventually retire near the people you love, and in the process, choosing to move on to a boat. So that's kind of interesting. Not very many people do that. But start us off by telling us a little bit about when you started talking or thinking about boats at all. Well, you've loved boats your whole life. So I always thought this was probably a dream of his since he was young. (laughs) And why did you get interested in boats? I grew up in a desert. And, uh, <laughs> which is why you love <laughs> which is why I love water. So I was a swimmer, and I sailed with my swim coach in, uh, in regattas, and eventually went to school to become a naval architect. I see. So boats and water has been part of your life for a long time. Yes, and, everything. Yeah, and Janelle, how did you get interested in boats? I'm getting there still. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly it's uh, been kind of fun to watch the joy in him <laughs> being excited about boats. So it is kind of a way for me to like allow him to enjoy something that he wouldn't have been able to do before. And then for me to watch that and learn to enjoy something with him. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Um, does it overlap with any other interests that you have? Well... In a way, I sort of have an ulterior motive because oh. I it's part of the, the money-saving thing. Um, I said I could do this for at least a couple of years, and then we'll see. But um, my goal is to be able to save money to buy a little piece of land and have either a tiny house or something where I could grow vegetables and, I don't know, fruit trees. <laughs> I see. So when you say having a piece of land, that to you is like living off the land, growing the vegetables, the fruits, food that you would eat from the land that you yeah. tend on your own. Yeah. And what about tiny houses? Why are you interested in tiny houses? Because it's, I mean, something that people read about on the internet or watch about, watch on television, but very few people actually pursue it. Yes. Well, we have lived um, for the last like 19 years in a, in a three-bedroom house, raising three kids. Mm-hmm. 
And there are a lot of hardwood floors. Yes. There's a lot of house to clean and a lot of house to keep up and a lot of uh, heating bills to pay in the winter. And, you know, you just use a lot more electricity, a lot more water, a lot more everything. Yeah. And you not only have the inside of the house to take care of, you have the outside of the house. So Mm -hmm. then I never get enough time to be outside like I I want to be. (laughs) So what's your least favorite thing to take care of at your home right now? Ah, the hardwood floors. (laughs) (laughs) What do you have to do for the floors? Oh, it's just sweeping more than once a day often. Oh, wow. uh, Not the whole thing, but here and there. You can constantly see stuff on the floor. So that continues (laughs) even past when the the kids are dropping crumbs on the floor, huh? Oh, yeah. That's too bad for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you mentioned you're currently living in a three-bedroom place. How many years have you lived there? I think it's 19. I see. And how, yeah. how old's your oldest right now? 23. Okay. So this is, it's basically the place that you raised your children in. They grew mm-hmm. up in it. It's like the home they know. They have all their childhood memories and adolescence yeah. in there. Um, so why would you want to leave? Well, I mean, it is, um, it is a place that we've rented from um, friends. And um, they also have adult children now. And we feel like it's a part of... We've been gifted with that house that is not uh, something that we would have had otherwise, Mm -hmm. and it's because of their gift. And so now we don't need that much space, Mm -hmm. and they have adult kids, and their kids may – we would like to free the house up so that other people can use it and get as much gift as we did. So then the logical next step then would be to look at like a smaller house or smaller apartment. Why wouldn't you go that route? Well, we've been – renting this house for 19 years and so any rents we would find in a new place would be double or triple what we're doing now for a much smaller place oh wow so you're living in a three-bedroom place and if you considered moving to like a smaller maybe one bedroom place the rent would be two or three times what you're currently paying yeah that's nuts Mm -hmm. that's crazy yeah Yeah. it sounds like in your long-term plan you'd like to purchase a piece of land and maybe have a small house on it what what would keep you from purchasing a piece of land right now well, we don't have it in the bank. <laughs> okay, so you don't have the cash for it? No, not right now, no. Um, what if you were to go to somewhere less expensive than the place you're living in right now? Well, I'd, I'd prefer not to leave where we're at because we have a church family here and we're very, uh, they're like our family. Mm-hmm. So it would be very difficult for us to move away from them. I I I see our future with them and our you know, they've been a part of our lives for 23 years. Actually, yeah, 23 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want to leave them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're my family. They they have helped us raise our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it sounds like you see yourselves growing old together. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, Janelle and I both moved to the place where we're at from other places. Mm-hmm. So when we came here with a six-month-old kid, um, we showed up, found this church, and they really literally were our family. Mm-hmm. And we've we've invested not in money, but in the group of people that were around. And um, we want to uh, not get the benefit of that necessarily, but we want to continue to live. We invested in that group because they're family, and we want to be there with them. So it seems like you've really invested in these relationships. Mm-hmm. If you were to move away, how would you feel about that? <laughs> um, I mean, there have been times when 
um, we have thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not particularly happy where we are mm-hmm. in terms of geography, mm-hmm. um, but it is the church that has kept us, the group of people and the church that has kept us where we are. And um, so leaving would, I, I don't know that it would be a defeat or anything like that, but it would definitely not be preference. It would be um, sad. <laughs> mm. It sounds like this is the kind of group of people that you want to grow old with. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you tell us a story about someone in your community who has grown old and you've watched the community grow old with them? Well, I can think of um, one woman in our congregation. Um, she's passed away now a few years back, but mm-hmm. um, she raised her kids here mm-hmm. and um, they, you know, her family was very, well, she was very connected with our congregation. Mm-hmm. And then she actually got diagnosed with um, ovarian cancer. Mm. And um, when that happened, our church kind of rallied around her. And mm-hmm. um, by that, I mean we went with her to doctor's appointments and we um, brought meals. Mm. We just kept her from being lonely mm-hmm. during that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were able to be sad and cry with her, mm. but then there was a period of time where we thought she was getting better and we were like mm-hmm. able to rejoice mm-hmm. and be very excited with her. And, mm-hmm. and then when it turned around and, you know, the cancer, it turns out, was more severe, mm-hmm. um, uh, during that time we were able to visit with her and just be with her through the whole, mm-hmm. the whole thing, mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, when she did eventually pass away, it was, it was really hard on our congregation because mm-hmm. we you know she's very loved and mm-hmm. it was like losing someone in your family mm-hmm. and then after she was gone then her husband was connected to us still because mm-hmm. we had these relationships with him mm-hmm. i didn't personally know him that well mm-hmm. but there were others in the church who would go out and spend time with him and mm-hmm. keep him i don't know his friends didn't disappear just because his wife who came to our mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. So it's that kind of family that we have that, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's what I long for when, if mm-hmm. I get older or if I get sick, that's mm-hmm. what, that's what we do for each other. That's what we don't want to lose. Right. So if you were to move somewhere else, maybe you'd end up in a geography that you like better or a climate that you like better, but then you would have walked away from all these relationships who are the people that you hope that you can walk with when they grow old and get sick, or if you grow old and get sick, that they would walk with you. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So it's clear that you really want to stay in this location with the people that you love. Mm -hmm. But renting the place you've been renting probably doesn't make sense to keep doing. Renting a smaller place would be even more expensive. So that's not going to happen. You don't have the cash in the bank to buy your dream piece of land outright. Um, So let's get into this idea of a boat, right? Mm -hmm. Typically, it seems like boats are, they're expensive. People kind of do it on the side in addition to having a home. Um, how are you thinking about it? Yeah, I think that that's, that's the normal perception of, of boating. And I'm sure it is, it's mine as well, um, mm-hmm. that it's expensive, that only rich people do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that as we've looked, we've actually found that that's not normally the case. I would hmm. say like... A lot of people who live on boats, it's they're doing it because they really want it, and they are they're sacrificing other things so that they can have this boat. Hmm. And the other thing is, is that boats often there's a lot of years of boats, and those older boats are cheap. 
compared oh, you mean in like comparison to newer boats. Model so, years like cars. Right. Okay. Yeah. I get so, it. You know, if you're buying a 40-year-old boat, you're not <laughs> expecting to, you're not going to need to take a loan out of a bank for that because I it's see. not going to cost that much. Uh-huh. On the other hand, you do have to pay for maintaining it. And so that can be a problem. As a matter of fact, you know, the joke is, you know, you buy you buy a boat because it's a hole in the water to throw money in. Um, <laughs> but I think that, that our perception is, is that a home is similar. If you were to so own a home. If you were to own a home mm. and own a boat, then you would have two places to throw money. And it seems to us, we're looking forward, that having those two in one thing will not be any more expensive than having one. You know, mm-hmm. having a home to maintain or having a home that's your boat to maintain seems like it should be par. Um, and so not excessively expensive. On the other hand, having a boat in addition to a house would be would be more expense. So our hope is that by by having the boat and having it be our house that um, the money we would spend to take care of our house anyways will be what is used to take care of the boat and do that maintenance as well. That makes sense. So how did you figure out how much it would cost to keep and maintain a boat and live on one? Because I've, I've never lived on a boat, and I probably have spent fewer than, like, 14 or 7 days on a boat in my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did a lot of internet searching of what other people said it cost. Mm-hmm. And then I did, a like, this little handwritten expense thing. I just doodled down on a piece of paper uh-huh. all the expenses that we have connected to with living in our house. Okay. And how much that is. Yeah. And then I, I did, based on what other people have said it costs to live on a boat, mm-hmm. and it was significantly cheaper to be on a boat. So what kind of expenses are involved in being on a boat that would not be involved in land living? Well, the first is that even if you own the boat, um, you have to pay for this. You have to rent the slip that you're in. Uh-huh. So you can think of it as like a HOA fee or something maybe. Yeah, like um, renting a piece of water. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. renting a spot. Uh-huh. And along with that comes normally comes water and um some amenities like uh, bathrooms on shore and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So you mentioned that um, living on a boat, when you did all the expenses on paper, it looked like it would cost significantly less than living in the home that you're living in right now. What was the difference in cost savings? When I figured it out, it, we were going to be able to at least save 2000 a month. Oh, wow. And, you know, like every month you could put some in savings. Yeah. So, so that's the goal, 2000 every month in savings. Uh-huh. And that then over the course of time, it sounds like you were thinking maybe you could live on a boat for a couple years. And then during that time, you could be saving up that cash towards this dream of, of buying a piece of land. Yeah, I think that one of the things that we did early, well, when Janelle came up with the idea or put the f- idea forward, uh, I think we Wait, agreed. it was Janelle's idea? But Matt, aren't you the one that loves boats? <laughs> well, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to put it forward. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Why not? <laughs> well, because it be too obviously my joy (laughs) (laughs) um so we we said that you know we want to try let's try this we want to try this but we needed to try it we decided that we needed to try it and not just like do a month and go oh so we've kind of committed to two years Uh um potentially more but the two years is we want to see if we can make it work for two years yeah so what are you doing to try to see if you can make it work well, uh, we started, I mean, this the beginning of this was about a year ago. 
um, literally in the summer of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and for about nine months, uh, Janelle hadn't even been on a boat as an adult. <laughs> well, she had. <laughs> but um, so we spent a lot of time going, looking at boats, you know, looking on Craigslist, mm-hmm. going to a whole bunch of boats just to get Janelle on them to start with and to see what there was. And, you know, with houses and apartments, you kind of have a sense of what the different things are. But yeah. on boats, there's just all these different things. And you need to actually, like, step into them and see what they're like. Uh-huh. Um, and so immediately, Janelle was like, sailboats? No. Um, <laughs> Why not sailboats? <laughs> well, they lean. They're intended to lean. And uh-huh. that doesn't make any sense to her. <laughs> and the floors are not flat all the way across from yeah. wall to wall. Oh, They're much rounder boats. And so there's much less area for flooring. Okay, so it would be very different to live on a sailboat than on a boat that has floors that are flat and doesn't tip. And also, um, sailboats are things that you can take out and I might get some crazy idea. (laughs) So Janelle was like, we're not going to sail to Hawaii. So (laughs) sailboat is out. I see. (laughs) So we took about nine months looking at boats and then eventually found one that would work for us. It ended up being a little... different than we wanted. I mean, than all of our, we had a list of all the things that would be excellent to have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we had to make some adjust. you know, we had to fit our budget to, you know, fit those things to our budget. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had to give up on a couple of things. What'd you give up on? The biggest one was size, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted a boat that was about 10 feet longer than the boat we ended up with. How long is the boat that you did end up purchasing? It's 32 feet. So um, okay, that sounds big for a boat, but small for a house. It is sounds very big. It does sound big, and when you look at it, it's big. Um, but when you climb into it, uh-huh. suddenly it gets much smaller. <laughs> <laughs> when you climb into it and imagine yourself living there full time for two exactly. years, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, what's I, it like inside? Um, so the boat that we purchased um, is a power boat that has um, two cabins, forward and afterward, and um, the forward cabin has uh, a galley and a, a bathroom, place good. to a place to sit around a table, um, and quite a bit of potential storage. We'll have to work on that. Um, and then the the after cabin is um, very small, but will be is big enough for a bed um, and some closet and stuff like that for living. So we intend to live in the back. Um, uh, sleep in the back and and live most of our time in the front, and then in between is the uh, kind of the the patio, um, the the cockpit, w- mm-hmm. which is outdoors mm-hmm. but has a cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, on July fourth, we were we were at the boat for the whole day, and we ate outside on the deck. Right, mm-hmm. you know, we're eating out on the deck, and it's <laughs> something we've never done on our house, and it was actually <laughs> quite relaxing. Uh-huh. So to be in the even sitting in the marina. After having used the boat for a day, we're have dinner, sit out on the deck, get to see the sunset. So it was. There's a lot of benefits to. Uh-huh. It. How do you imagine like the more difficult spots of your marriage? Because every every marriage has that, right? How do you imagine that playing out in a space that small? Well, you always know where the other one's at. <laughs> when one person gets up from their seat, the boat moves. You know. Uh huh. So one one potential thing I can see is. I'm an early riser, mm. and he likes to sleep in on the weekend. So mm. Saturday morning is like, that's when he gets to sleep, and I'm up at like 6.30 or 7. Uh-huh. 
So if I get up, the boat's moving. <laughs> There's no way for me to be awake. Yeah. Uh, and him to be able to sleep peacefully. With. Mm. So that's one one thing that I think could potentially annoy him. Yeah. <laughs> or annoy me because then I feel like I can't move. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we one of the things about this boat was that we were like, well, we can go someplace where we can't see the other person. Mm-hmm. But we can't go any place where we can't hear the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that small. So I mean, that was the, really when we came down to the boat, the deciding on this boat. I mean, my question was, you know, I really like this boat, mm-hmm. but can our marriage survive this boat? <laughs> and that was the that was the decision we had to to make. And what do you think? Can well, your marriage it. survive it? We bought it. The intention was, yeah, I think we can. Yeah. Tell me about some of the adjustments that you had to make when you were purchasing the boat compared to your ideal list. Oh, well, I had these things that I said were definite things we have to have. Yeah. One of them was have a refrigerator with a freezer that, yeah. you know, uh, two doors that open, you know, freezer that opens separately. Uh-huh. Uh, we didn't get that. <laughs> 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 uh, the refrigerator that we ended up with is actually very small. It's a probably comparable to what you find in a hotel, uh-huh. though possibly a little bigger than some hotels. But the freezer inside, basically you open one door, uh-huh. and then there's a tiny little spot in the top for a freezer. Uh-huh. So it doesn't stay as cold. It does not. Yes. And um, that's going to take a lot of change because, well, the reason mm. that we we may stay with that is because of electricity usage. Mm. Um, it's mm-hmm. okay when you're at the dock and you're plugged in, but once you leave the dock... You're reliant upon your batteries, mm. you have one solar panel. Mm-hmm. So a refrigerator could potentially suck up a lot of electricity. Like full-size fridge. Yeah. 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 So, but I assume that makes a lot of changes in terms of like how you shop and cook. Have you tried mm-hmm. that out yet? Um, every time we go to the boat, we have to plan what we're going to eat uh-huh. and then go to the store first. Yeah. <laughs> and pick it up. And um, so, yeah, you, I, I suspect that we'll be buying food for two days at a time, mm-hmm. which will be a big change. On the other hand, maybe things won't rot in the fridge like they do at home. <laughs> so you're not going to shop at wholesale stores anymore. <laughs> yeah, no more Costco visits. Yeah. yeah. Not for food. <laughs> yeah, and that's true for, I mean, that's a similar to all things. I mean, that's kind of a smaller picture of everything. Uh-huh. Of, you know, there's just not that much space on the boat. So it does a lot of, it helps a lot with I don't need that. Um, it does actually help quite a bit, though. Yeah. Well, but then you do have stuff, right? Because you've been living in this three-bedroom place. What are you doing with all the stuff you have had? We've been trying to figure out what to do with that. Yeah. We have these different ideas. Our daughter is pushing for an estate sale. That okay. might be the simplest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I imagine we'll do something like that and uh-huh. then at the end donate it. Mm. Most of it. We will rent a storage unit for some things because my father liked to build furniture and mm-hmm. and um, he's no longer able to build things anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get rid of those things. I'm not. I don't want to delete our past mm-hmm. by moving on a boat. Mm-hmm. So um, we will get a, sh- a storage unit that hopefully is not gigantic, but mm-hmm. um, that will be one of the costs. And I did put mm-hmm. that into the on your paper <laughs> on my little paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's interesting because, I mean, it sounds like the boat living, it's a temporary 
experiment, right? An adventure that you're having for a couple years, but eventually you may, you imagine yourself moving onto a piece of land where you might need and want that furniture again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want to have to rebuy everything mm-hmm. when we move back on land. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some things that we won't need. So uh, we have a large dining set because when we were part of our church, we would have people over. We, when you have three adult kids, you mm-hmm. need some space to be able to sit around a table. Mm. But I don't see that being needed. So that probably is one of the things that will go. Um, mm. Because when we do move into a smaller place on land, if we do, mm-hmm. then we'll need smaller. And that wouldn't have worked anyway. So um, I would say that probably the hardest part about getting rid of stuff is the attachment to um, people. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot. We have a lot of stuff. Yeah. And... Um, most of it, if I don't need it, I can get rid of it, except, oh, well, my dad gave me this, or this came from my grandfather, or all these things, or my kids made this in school, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so it takes a bit of ruthlessness in some ways to get, because you can't keep all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully there's ways to get around that. Um, my thought on the kids stuff, you know, you can't keep every diorama that your kid makes in elementary school. Oh, why ever not? <laughs> um, although we did have, a, until recently, we did have a diorama that my daughter, who's 20, made in fifth grade. So <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty dusty. Um, but uh, the but my thought is that now with electronics and the digital thing that, mm. you know, I can take a photo mm-hmm. of that and it stores it electronically. Mm-hmm. So artwork and paper stuff that isn't like actual physical stuff. Mm-hmm. I think you can photograph and get the same uh, remembrance. Mm-hmm. The memory of special yeah. times and special people in yeah, your past. Right. Yeah. And maybe even see it more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, what's an example of something that's been hard to get rid of? Right. <laughs> well, one of the things that we've kind of had this little debate over is the bed. Um, because when my, my grandfather passed away, um, my parents gave me, like, each of the grandkids got $1,000. Mm. So I was like, okay, what can we do? Mm-hmm. So we decided to buy a, a mattress. Mm. And um, so now we're going to move to a boat. We don't have a need for this big queen-size mattress. Yeah. Couldn't even get it onto the boat, <laughs> let alone get it to lay flat somewhere. Yeah. So me, I want to put it in storage and keep it. Uh-huh. He's more like... Why are we going to do that? <laughs> uh-huh. So it's this emotional, strange emotional attachment to yeah. a mattress. Uh-huh. But it's just because it came from my grandfather. Just, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's what you were talking about earlier. It's it's hard to get rid of things that are connected to people that you love. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so now you're kind of at a point where you're about to make the big move mm-hmm. out of the house, really closing that door and then onto the boat full time. How are you feeling about the prospect of that at this point? I wish we were there already. There's so much work to do between now and then. (laughs) 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 The months are going fast, and yeah, I wish all the work was done, Uh and it's not. But I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, when we had originally done this, when we originally had the idea, our thought was we kind of picked a date out quite a ways, Mm -hmm. um, like a year and a half away said, well, let's let's aim for that. We actually told our friends who owned the house we lived in about the date just so that they'd be aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's in January, January of 18. And so we still have six months. And it's kind of amazing how quickly 
that moves forward, <laughs> that date moves forward. Um, I think I think we have so far we've stuck to the the plan. We said we we're going to look around for you know six to nine months for a boat and buy one. That worked out. Um, we have been with the boat for about three months now, mm. trying to get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. Through the fall, we intend to like live on it as much as you know, as much as a few days a week, mm. um, just to get a sense of whether that's <laughs> whether whether we're <laughs> totally lunatics or not. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, but January is coming, and I think the one thing that we are stuck to is that boat or not, January is the time when we're going to do something mm. serious, and mm-hmm. so really the boat is to me is like exciting Mm -hmm. to think that in January I'll be living on a boat. Um, The the, the prospect of moving out of the house is less, well, it's it's just as daunting, but it's a a good daunting rather than uh, just a total drag. So um, yeah, I, I think that I'm in similar place to Janelle, that I'm excited. I wish it was already here. Yeah, it sounds like you're making a choice that on the one hand is about affordability, living in a place that is less expensive and enables you to stay close to the people that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, I really hear a sense of excitement and adventure. Like this is an exciting thing to try and see how it'll turn out over the next couple of years. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming in to share your story with us. Yeah. Oh, thanks for thanks. having us. Yeah. Thank you. What a fun story to hear Matt and Janelle really take this idea of decide what's enough to the extreme, all the way from moving out of a three-bedroom house and onto a 32-foot boat, so that they can spend on what's truly important to them, which is these relationships of people that they would like to grow old with and eventually retire with. Personally, that inspires me to cultivate the kinds of relationships that 20 or 30 years from now I could imagine growing old with folks and retiring together, so much so that we would be going to doctor's appointments with each other and even making financial choices around each other. Next time, we'll get to hear from Jeff. He's going to be here to tell us his story about buying a car and how he thought about what was truly important to him in the process of purchasing that car. Along the way, we'll get to hear also about how he got to be generous in that process. Thanks for listening to The Good Budget Way. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe for more and rate it to help other folks find it too. And let us know what you thought of Matt and Janelle's story on our website at goodbudget.com slash podcast. And if they've inspired you to budget with a Y, get started with your budget using our budget tools that are great for planning ahead at goodbudget.com or look for The Good Budget app on Google Play or the App Store. Happy budgeting! Happy budgeting!